from the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to another edition of From the Terraces here on Cambridge 105 Radio. Ollie Slack sitting in for Tim Armitage this week on the show. We've got a packed show coming up. few reaction to Cambridge United's 1-0 loss against Portsmouth yesterday. It's now only one win in 12 for Mark Bonner's men. We'll also have reaction to Cambridge City's one-all draw against Boldmere St Michael's and Histon's thumping 4-0 victory over Odeby Town. We'll also catch up with both our women's side Cambridge United and Cambridge City too. Get your texts and emails in if you want to get in touch with the show you can do 01223 967 105 is the studio number you can text in 07919 070490 and you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk you can also find us on the various social media platforms as well at 105 sport Let's get straight to it then and talk Cambridge United. A 1-0 loss against Portsmouth yesterday. It doesn't tell the full story, though. Lots and lots of chances from the U's, but unfortunately they still couldn't muster a goal. As I said, it's now just one win in 12. Still second bottom in the league. Looks like an uphill task now for Mark Bonner and his men to stay up in League One. And joining me to discuss that 1-0 loss to Pompey yesterday at the Abbey Stadium is regular guest on the show, Matt Lockwood. Matt, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, Ollie, and yourself? Yeah, yeah, all right, thank you. Uh, now, I was going to say you've had the pleasure, but maybe not. Maybe it's not been a pleasure of watching the U's all season, uh, unlike myself. But how, where does yesterday's game rank, really, in terms of, I suppose, frustration? Disappointment because it sounds like the U's had a number, a number of chances to put the game to bed, to take the lead. They didn't, um, and they come out losing one nil just at a time in the season where I mean they needed to pick up more points by now anyway. But they really do need to start picking up points, don't they? Yeah, yeah, we do, and um, I think uh, the, the game summed up exactly where we are um, at the moment as a team. Um, you know, we had lots of chances. Um, something that we, you know, earlier on in the season we'd been uh, moaning about that we hadn't created enough. <clears throat> you know, today was a perfect example that we created plenty, a lot of good chances as well. Um, we the strikers haven't taken them, which is you know again another issue that we've had all season. Ollie, um, you know, when the, the strikers have had their chances, they've got to put them away. Uh, you know, Portsmouth got on top for a little bit in the second half. And the the goal comes from a corner that we, we haven't defended, you know, properly. It's a short corner, which um, if anybody watched their midweek game or saw the highlights of their goals, that's exactly what they did for, for most of their goals against Bolton during the week. So it's the same play. Ball to the back post, which has been our Achilles heel, especially in the, the last, you know, three games that we've played as well. And, uh, you know, the strikers got on, you know, at the back post and headed the ball home. And then we've just, you know, we've, we've huffed and puffed and, 
you know, we, we, we've given it, well, I would, I'd like to say we gave it a go, but we, it was pretty comfortable once Portsmouth had scored. And it, it just sums up the season where we are right now, Ollie. Um, you know, beforehand, we couldn't stop conceding goals. So we've kind of fixed that issue. You know, we've got it down from two, three odd a game, down to one a game. But the <laughs> issue is, is when the visitors get that one, the, the game's over because we aren't good enough to, to score any. And it's it's really, really disappointing. We didn't deserve it. But um, yeah, you know, when you don't take your chances, uh, you don't win a game of football. And that's exactly what happened to us uh, yesterday. Yeah, I, I suppose we'll come on to, to the point you just made there around when the opposition team get the goal. The use have not been able to fight back in games recently and score. We'll come on to that later on, the bigger picture. In terms of yesterday's game, um, you mentioned the goal at the back post again. Uh, a similar sort of a tactic happened against us at the Fleetwood game, wasn't it? In in the week, uh, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I think it was James Brophy getting out-jumped at the back post. I suppose that's just the nature, isn't it, though, of, of playing maybe the formation that Bonds has switched to in that maybe your wing-backs aren't going to be the, the tallest lads in the world. I think Liam Bennett and, and obviously James Brophy aren't that. Um, and they're not, I suppose, natural defenders, are they? It's just it's just going to be one of those one of those things. And, and they're going to have to try and combat that by maybe one of the centre-halves dropping to the back post. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's one of the things. I mean, firstly, we need to go and put pressure on the ball. And, you know, when you look when you look back on the highlights, there's, there's not enough pressure on the ball for the players to be out, you know, cross the ball in. Um, as, as you said, you know, the, the Fleetwood goal was, you know, the back post with uh, James Brophy. Uh, Exeter's first goal last Saturday was the back post with, with Liam Bennett um, and the ball put into the box of, you know, zero pressure at all. And today, I mean, you know, you know, having a look at it, it's a back post header. I mean, it could have been, it could have been anyone. You know, you know, the three central defence potentially just got to do that a little bit better. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's a free header and a, a free cross into the box that you know most, you know, most times we need to get out. We need to put that pressure on straight away, and. Um, you know, teams are targeting us. You know, it's, it's quite obvious. You know, you don't concede three goals like that in three consecutive games, Ollie. And uh, you know, to to not realise that teams have picked that up on us. And as you say, maybe one of the the centre halves has just got to drop in. Um, you know, when the cross comes over, just to give you know Liam or uh, James Brophy the cover that they need. Um, to try and you know get that ball away, but it, it's as I say, it's it's concerning because you know if we if we picked up on it, you know, and other teams are picking up on it, it's something that is is easily avoidable. And as I say, you know, when when we do concede that first goal, we're we're not getting back into games at all. So um, you know, lots of lots of issues again, and a lot you know lots of questions and things for Mark to work on because you know obviously Tuesday is now. They're probably one of the biggest games of the season against Morecambe, and it's it's almost more than a six pointer. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough. But yeah, you, you know, at the end of the day, it's something that they've got work on, and they've got to eradicate those mistakes quickly. Yeah, absolutely, and and I suppose maybe a positive of of falling falling behind further in the league table today. Uh, I'll read that out for you in a minute. Is uh, yesterday rather? Is is that? It has now become clear in plain sight that you know the U's need to pick up points against the likes of Morecambe and, and this run of fixtures in these next six. Uh, let's let's quickly run through the the league table then. 
and the other results in League One first of all from yesterday. Morecambe nil, Bolton nil. A handy point for Morecambe. More on that in just a minute. Accrington Stanley 2, Forest Green 1. Bristol Rovers nil, Barnsley nil. Obviously, we know the results at the Abbey. Cheltenham 1, Fleetwood Town nil. Derby 2, Shrewsbury 2. Ipswich Town putting four past Burton, 4 nil for them. Lincoln City 1, Oxford nil. Plymouth Argyle 2, Charlton nil. Port Vale 1, MK Dons nil. So good that... MK were not able to win there from a huge perspective. Sheffield Wednesday won, Peterborough nil. I suppose yeah, every cloud, it's nice to see Posh lose, isn't it? Uh, Wickham won, Exeter won. How that affects the League One table then? Well, I mean, I'm not really sure fans and listeners of this show are bothered particularly at the top, but I'll just run through the playoff places for those who are interested and the, the, the automatic. Sheffield Wednesday, 74 points from 33. Plymouth, 71 points from 34. And then from third to sixth, Ipswich, Bolton, Derby County and Barnsley. And in terms of the bottom of the table, which is where most people will be interested in, Forest Green still sit at the foot of the table, 23 points from 35 games. Then there's a six-point gap to Cambridge United, 29 points from 34. Milton Keynes, 35 games played with 30 points. Morecambe, 34 games played with 32 points. Accrington, 32 games played with 34 points. And then you've got Burton on 35, Cheltenham 36 and Oxford on at 36 for a bit of a gap to Charlton. So, of course, that Morecambe point means uh, that they go three ahead of the U's. So even if the U's were to beat them, on uh, on Tuesday, they would have to do so by I think my maths makes it five goals to, uh, to 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 leapfrog them in the table. And of course, Accrington win Accrington's win yesterday means that they're using now five points adrift of safety. That that obviously is 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 the first result, Matt, since the use have, have gone on this really poor run where there's that daylight that that separation has been created in in the bottom four and the sort of the relegation scrap because previously all the other sides have not been picking up points that that that's a, a blow isn't it i think mentally perhaps for the players and, and the manager now that they know i know they knew they, they knew that to win games anyway but it, it's on paper now it's you can see it in the league table yeah and that that's it isn't it the gap has got a bit bigger um, in terms of that accrington result you probably wanted to draw more than anything, and it didn't happen. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of the other teams in and around are still losing their games for for the most part. But the problem is, is uh, you know, as they're losing their games of football, so are we. We're just continuing yeah. on losing. So, um, yeah, I mean, Tuesday becomes, as I say, it, it's absolutely massive. It, it's, it's almost more than a six-pointer. And if you can't beat Morecambe at home, um, you know, you you're basically I won't say we're basically down because miracles have happened before. But it's we'll have a number there. of shows to do before then, Matt. So don't write the <laughs> yeah. season off. We got we got to talk about something. Yeah, that's it. But it's, <laughs> it, it's almost it's almost there. Um, you know, this is this is a big week though, as you said, Dolly. You know, it's massive with with Morecambe at home, and then MK Dons away in a place where we're we're notorious for going to in MK Dons and uh, getting beat by four or five quite quite comfortably in recent history. So, you know, we've got to turn that history around and we've got to win on Tuesday as well. And if, if we can get two wins, you know, then potentially the, the picture becomes a lot, lot better for us. But the problem is, as I say, is we've got to start scoring goals first. And that's the first uh, issue that we've got to solve. I think once we start scoring more than one goal, if, if we can, if we can get two, then 
you know, things might be become a little bit easier for us. Steady, yeah. We haven't got one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Two would be lovely. Um, we're going to throw forward to the next six games for the U's and the, the big week ahead in just a bit. Uh, we'll hear from Mark Bonner. Actually, let's hear from him now because there's, there's something he says in this post-match um, that I want to want to touch on in terms of, of yesterday's games. So let's hear from Mark. This was him chatting to the media after the one who lost to Pompey yesterday. I marked so much endeavour, drive and energy today, but the habit of not scoring goals has come back to haunt you again. I'm extremely frustrated, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, more than, more than those things as well. We, we had some brilliant periods of play. We've got 17 attempts to their five. Our XG is 1.8 to their 0.6. We have a penalty that doesn't get given second half. Statistically, the win probability for us is 98%. If they put the ball in the net... Um, that's a that's a winning performance for us. That's a, that's a really good level on the days where you don't score this year, and it's happened too often for us. The days when you don't score, um, if you're not a creative team, you don't create chances, which has happened sometimes. You, that's they're the most frustrating ones. There's so many moments in there where we can get ahead, um, where we could win that game, um, and look, they'll be delighted to get on the bus because they don't deserve to win it. Dimmy's had nothing to do all afternoon. They had one spell, scored a goal, um, and it's a little bit signal of where we are. It's a penalty, second half, it's handball. You get given that when you're in a better position than we are. Um, Sam scored an identical goal twice early in the season, one against Burton, one against Cheltenham, from an identical ball from Liam O'Neill that he just couldn't quite connect with. He has a good one-on-one in the first half. Liam Bennett, Michael Morrison could score headers in the first half. Um, so many good things. The one that Sam hits connects beautifully and it hits Shiloh in the face rather than goes into the back of the net. So there's so many periods in that game where we are uh, on top of and, and hitting a really good level. Um, probably even more so than the Fleetwood game. But for us to lose both those games 1-0 in the last couple of weeks is like really tough for everyone to take because we don't actually deserve to be on the losing team there today. I thought our level was really good. And we've got to find that 12 more times if we can because um, that, that's, that's our only chance of turning those points in and the wins in that we need. I was going to say, an unchanged 11 for, I think, the fifth, perhaps sixth game on the bounce. And it's almost difficult to criticise in some ways because in all areas of the pitch, it was it was, it was good. There was lots of endeavour. But, say, the 17 shots at goal and not being able to score, it will always come back to, to haunt you a little bit. But can you take heart from the performance aside of that? I think we can from loads of our games. They've been really, really close. But at the same time, like you'd probably trade it for a win. And, and you just take the result however it comes but but you have to hedge your bets that's the level that will give you the best chance of getting results like you, you can't, I won't take an ounce of criticism for that performance today I thought the boys were brilliant um, and played really well and in another time or if things are going slightly your way you, you get a bit of a chance I mean it is a penalty in the second half. He handballs it, his, his arms right in the air. Um, he doesn't mean it, but it's handball. It stops the ball, stops the ball from bouncing to us. Um, so little things like that like, that go against you. And that's just where we are at the moment. But um, we can't give up on that. Like that's the level that we got to get to. And simple as that. We have got big week next week. We have got to try and turn uh, out another performance like that because that gives us a chance. You had a chance to speak to the referee about that handball incident. Absolutely pointless. <laughs> And no, no chance of having a word or wanting to have a word with him? Oh, wanting to, but there's absolutely no value in doing that at all. As with the game up at uh, Fleetwood, I and mean, you mentioned it earlier, I mean, you know, with that lack of goals, how, how much pressure now, game by game, is it putting on the back line to keep the clean sheets, Mark? Uh, well, not a lot, because we didn't have to defend much today. Um, so I think we can defend that moment better, but um, Dimmy's had nothing to do. Played a really controlled game. Without the ball, we were excellent. Against the ball, we a team that are flying on real good form at the moment. They've not really created anything. Really strong set play team. We saw them out comfortably. 
Um, so, it, of course, it does, like clean sheets, but it's goals that are winners of the game. So, we've just got to turn in, uh, we've got to take those moments. These players have scored goals as well. And, and um, there were loads of good chances today. We, we organised ourselves a bit differently in the way we pressed. We played with a really good intent and energy. Um, so yeah, I, I can't I can't criticise us other than not putting the ball in the back of the net. That performance had everything else that we wanted. So we've just got to find that as often as we can. And if we do that, then um, we'll have a right fight on our hands for the remaining games. Yeah, options off the bench today. Uh, good to see Liam O'Neill back. Uh, performance obviously down at Exeter last week for a few minutes off the bench. The Seddon back. How how important are those options off the bench and obviously allowing you to rotate going to be over the next few weeks, Mark? Well, I think certainly in a three game week, those boys are closer to contributing to starts than they were a week or two ago. Um, so that should help us in the next seven days. I thought it was Shiloh's most exciting little period since he's come on and looked a bit more of a threat and a bit more direct in his game, which I liked. Uh, we chased the game with some real good attack, like Connor playing a bit deeper with Liam just to give us real in possession man I thought Seds was good when he came on looked a good threat um, and he'll, he'll give us a little bit of variety there as well so yeah I think they're, uh, they're good options for us um, we might be able to get Nibsy around it next week as well which would be another good one for us so that we can have more attacking options in the game and he's a goal threat for us as well so yeah certainly the more options we can get the better but I like the impact they had today I thought they um, helped us chase the game quite well the only, the only criticism really the last 15 minutes is once or twice where we come back when we could have stayed in their half or gave up on the attack shooting when it actually was more in it for us and keeping the pressure on them um, little few moments like that we want to do better in but at the same time if 17 attempts on goal you're expecting to score something at some point uh, in terms of the attacking options you've, you've mentioned you recalled Kai Yearn from his loan uh, at Chelmsford too early to, to put him in today uh, no, he's ready to go, but um, I don't think I'd have put him on the pitch today. Uh, we always had that as a shape that we were going to go to, and I thought that the players that came on did, did really well. In terms of next few weeks, Mark, and obviously a huge week next week, not too many favours for, for, from elsewhere today, now five points from safety. How do you approach the, the two big games next week now? Try and win them. Um, that's all we've got to do. We've got to try and get wins in the 12 games that we've got, whoever they're against. Obviously, when we play ones against us, it's going to be really important. They're in that bottom four with us at the moment, and there's others that we're chasing. They're, they're getting results. So all we can do is try and win the games and uh, find that level of performance and get the balance right between good structure, good control. You're not going to win it in the first five minutes. Games are going to be tight and edgy. Uh, everyone will be stressed. and Players have got to try and be calm and keep their heads and try and find a good level again. Cheers, Hot. Thank you. Mark, given that gap this opening up, can we afford to drop points next week? Who knows? We'll only know at the end. We'll only know at the end. So, Matt, one thing I want to pick up off the back of that piece with Mark was the Kai Yearn situation. Been recalled from his loan at Chelmsford City, yet Mark's saying he was never going to bring him on. I suppose it begs the question, what's the point in, in bringing him back to the squad if he's not going to even be in the squad on a match day? Well, the, the Kai Yearn situation is, is a strange one because, as you say, you know, you recall him from, from Chelmsford where he's been doing quite well and obviously had a, you know, a fantastic little run with the, the youth team and the youth cup as well. Um, you know, pulled its, you know, from those games and, uh, you know, scored a good goal the other week at Arsenal. And uh, to not have him in the, you know, in the, the first team squad, um, you know, full stop is, is just crazy. It's just absolutely, I don't, uh, of all the decisions Mark's made this year that, you know, I probably haven't, uh, you know, agreed with or, you know, scratched my head out. You know, that's that's one of the biggest ones right now because he could have gone and played. If he wasn't going to be involved in yesterday's game, he could have played for Chelmsford and come back ready for, for this week if, if we needed him. So. 
I don't understand it. I think it's it's a baffling decision. And to kind of turn around and say, yeah, I've not included him in the squad because I'm not going to use him. Um, it's you know, it's yeah, I I don't know. I I really don't know. It, there's mm. a there's a lot of you know a lot of things that probably need to be pushed a bit more on Mark in terms of like the the deal and the situation and you know why why they did it then. Um, because, the, the same the same with was, was Simper as well going out on loan at, at this mm. time of the season when the use needed options and and you could even go back to the start of the season allowing Liam Bennett to go on loan when I think a few games into the season we were having to move Drew Ocadina out, out to right back because we had so few options. I, I mean, the, the Liam Bennett one, I, I can agree with. I think I, I completely agree with that that decision there because the way he's been playing since he's come back bar uh, last week at Exeter where he, he had a really bad game, which was you know unlike him. But since he's come back, he's been fantastic. And, you know, he's the first name on the team sheet and he's, he's showed exactly why yesterday and and for most games since he's been back. So, um, you know, I'm fully in agreement with him sending out, you know, sending Liam on loan to to Walsall. Yes, I know we did. You are right, Ollie. We did struggle. But I think it was good experience for him um, to go there. And, you know, you're spot on with the Lewis Simper thing, you know, short on midfield options and, you know, being able to change things in midfield and, you know, to send Lewis out on loan to Woking. And I think he's he's barely played. I think he might have had 10 minutes off the bench yesterday for him, but that's only because they had a shortage of players by the looks of it. Um, it's, it's another baffling one. So, yeah, I don't I don't know the Kai Yearn thing unless mm. it's, he's suddenly going to turn up on Tuesday and he's going to play <laughs> Tuesday or be on the bench Tuesday, then... You know, it's a daft one. But there's a lot of questions. There's been a lot of questions this season over Mark substitutions and use of substitutions and the timings and yeah. the lack of at times. So yeah, that um, does definitely yeah. seem to be something that is 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 thrown at, thrown at Mark. But you know, you can't question certainly a lack of effort yesterday. I suppose with with seventeen seventeen shots on on Portsmouth's goal, but no reward. In terms of throwing it forward, then Matt to the to the next six games. Uh, we say six because they are the sort of well all the teams really in and around the use, or, or games on paper that you would say are potential games that you could pick up some points from. So start with Morecambe on Tuesday at home, then they travel to Milton Keynes next Saturday, then Charlton at home, Burton away, and into April, Port Vale away, and Fleetwood at home. And these are a real key six, a key block of, of six fixtures, because following that, you've got some games where you'd imagine the user are going to struggle to pick up any points, Bolton, Peterborough, Wickham and Plymouth. Uh, and then, of course, we're running into the final games of the season. And I guess, Matt, the question that, that everyone will be thinking and asking uh, for these next six games is whether the user are going to uh, score enough goals to, to actually take some points from these games. D- does it come down to, to quality or, and, and perhaps, you know, because last season, you know, Joey Ironside and Sam Smith scored goals in this division, uh, but perhaps maybe the whole team, as we're now maybe starting to realise, overperformed. Or, or is, it, is, is it quality or is it down to just a real crisis of confidence that has, that has unfolded you know, after loss, after loss, after loss that just haven't been able to, to grapple and, and resurrect? Um, a little bit of both. Um, you, you look at some of the chances from yesterday's games and, you know, a, a few of them fell to Sam Smith. And you, you'd have said if, if that had been last season... And Sam Smith in the you know the scoring form he was towards the end of the season, 
uh, you know, last season, he'd have put some of those chances away. Like you wouldn't even sort of batted an eyelid. So, you know, they'd be in the back of the net. You'd mm. expect him to score. Um, so in in those terms, you know, the 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 lack of you know the lack of confidence, um, you know, is boiled down to you know because the players aren't scoring. Um, you know, as I say, the, the first half of the season, obviously, we weren't creating any chances for the strikers, so it wasn't their fault. They just couldn't, they couldn't get any chances to score. So, you know, some of it is just down to them. Um, like you say, like uh, big, you know, Big Jerry is is gone backwards. Like he really has, Ollie. Um, you know, I don't mean it. He works hard and he battles hard for the ball, but he's just he's just not getting in the right positions. Um, in terms of you know, for balls coming in, he he seems to be a yard slower somehow. Like you know, he never had mm. much pace in the first place, but he seems to have lost a, another yard from somewhere. Um, you know, if, I mean, physically, I've always said you know we don't play the ball into him right. The ball's got to go into his feet rather than sort of up into his head in that general area because he he can't hold the ball up with the ball at his feet. Um, so you know that's maybe that's something that we just need to look at the way we're using him as a target man. Uh, Sam makes good run runs in between the box, you know, in in between the defenders. Um, but you know, again, the ball's got to be the right ball for him to get anything and he, he just needs to at times needs to be stronger as well he needs to you know a few times he was sort of muscled off the ball without any sort of pressure and you know there, there were times when we got the ball out wide and you know there was either just Joey or Sam Smith in the box and not both of them which we need so you know it's it's, it's so much of, of everything and uh, you know as the two only strikers that we've got match fit right now you know the the onus and the importance is is on them more because they are the only ones that are kind of getting the chances created for them as well. So the the others are you know normally you know shortened to sort of pot shots from the edge of the box. So um, you know they they need to do a bit more. That's what they're paid to do. The strikers they're paid to score the goals. As yeah. You know. um, they did it last year, and at the moment they're not doing it now. And, uh, you know, unfortunately to today or yesterday, sorry, yesterday, they, that cost us the game because if we'd have scored one, we'd have probably got another. Um, but they didn't do their job, unfortunately. But, yeah, yeah just that, tough times for everyone. Yeah, and that seems to be, as you said, the story of certainly the second half of the season. Since the years have shored up at the back, they really have struggled to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, in terms of the next two games, then, Matt, it's, it's a big week ahead. Morecambe at home on Tuesday. Milton, Milton Keynes dons away on Saturday. How many points? I mean, pointless asking. How many points do you want? The obvious is six. How many? How many points do you think we'll we'll get? Uh, well, give me a number. Come my, on. My 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 heart says zero. <laughs> no. that's, the, that's, that's the amount of hope I've got in them. But my head says, you know, it, it might be it might be the turn. You know, not maybe a, quite a turning point, but four points. I think if we can get four points yeah. from the next two games, I think you know it's a building block. Certainly, you know, yeah. ready to go in for, for the other games because, you know, oh. they've got to win those as well. So, <laughs> God, love to, see, love to see four points from the next two, eh? That'd be great. Matt, thanks so much for your time. Always appreciated. And uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Yeah, no problem. Take care, mate. See ya. Matt Lockwood there chatting all things Cambridge United. Up next, we'll be talking Cambridge City with Stephen Warren after their one-all draw yesterday.
And joining me to discuss Cambridge City's one-all draw yesterday afternoon with Boldmere St Michael's is regular guest on the show, Stephen Warren. Afternoon, Stephen. How are you doing? Hi, hi. How you doing, Ollie? Yeah, yeah, very well, thank you. Long time no speak. <laughs> I know. Yeah, nice to hear from you. Good to good to catch up. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, and and a, a, a point yesterday for Cambridge City. Um, how would they feel with that? We we know obviously Robbie always desperate, always desperate for wins, and he sets his standards and the club do very very high. But what were they making yesterday's performance? A one or draw against Bournemouth at Michael's. Um, a good good point against um, you know a team in in the top five, um, and you know I think. That's the second one in a row, quite similar to, to the week before against um, Sporting Council. So we, we've got two good good draws. I think obviously like to turn them into wins. But yesterday, I think, um, yeah, I mean, look, I went to the the, the reverse game and I thought Boldmere were a good side actually. Very, I was quite impressed with them um, in in their win against us. And I think to to, to you know to get a point like that was really good. And actually, you know, the balance of play probably shaded it certainly first half as well. You know, I wouldn't say dominated, but certainly had the better chances and, and quite a few near misses, and, and you know played some really good stuff at times. Didn't didn't get the goal on the course, you know, as is that's been our sort of Achilles heel, really. I suppose not not scoring when we're on top, and you know you can sort of see the, how these things pan out throughout the season. It's, it's happened before, and they've they've scored just on half time. Um, but second half, you know, credit we've we've kept fighting, and you know, although actually ironically they've probably had a, a bit of a better second half. We've got the goal midway through, you know, a set piece and, and Taylor Parr has popped up with a really, really good header. So, um, you know, that was pleasing. He, he's been great as always this season. It's nice to, for him to, to get a goal because I think, you know, you expect your centre-halves to chip in every now and then, don't you, with, with, with odd goals like that from set pieces. And he's had, you know, he's been not light, but certainly he's got ability to do that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely worthy of, of a draw. And, you know, again, say look at the table. That That's, you know, good performance against a good side. And, um yeah, you do seem to raise our game and play well against those kind of teams. It's just that consistency, you know, that we've been missing really. Um, but certainly, you know, good, good point. Well, certainly well deserved and probably on the balance about right. So, um, yeah, very pleased really with that, I suppose. Yeah, just to just to clarify the, the league table now for City, 14th in the table after that one or draw yesterday, 35 points to their names. And I suppose you said that scoring goals has been a bit of a, an Achilles heel and, and the 6-1 win over Wisbeach in the in the week in the Cambridgeshire Cup uh, semi-final, a six-one winner. So you you would have hoped that would have maybe sparked those shooting boots into life this weekend, but just 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 not to be. Yeah, maybe we used them one up on in midweek. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, certainly it's our best win. Um, you know, we were we're pretty clinical. Um, I think Bold may you know not being disrespectful to which which obviously a lot better better organised as well. But yeah. no, I think I think yeah, the, the the front sort of four or five now are, you know we signed a player in in the week as well in Tom Lorraine. He's been around. The, the non-league circuit and, and got a good record, um, so I think it was a good signing and um, you know had a bit of firepower and um, yeah, they, they, there is goals in the team. It just doesn't seem to quite pan up um, with regards to um, you know converting those those the sort of play into in, well, the chance into goals. But you know it, it's promising certainly you know and um, it's sort of more optimistic I suppose than than. Uh, than previously, um, and certainly at the beginning of the season when we were on a bit of a poor run. So no, it, yeah, it's, it's it's trying to um, yeah convert those into to wins, as you said earlier. You know, Robbie expects that, and um, but if you can't win the game, cliche wise, you know, don't don't lose it. And that's obviously um, you know what's happened uh, yesterday. So um, yeah, quite quite pleased. And I think I think it's the last few games are now just really trying to build some momentum. I know um, obviously you've got a summer break, but. But it is it is important we, we build momentum um, because it does carry into the next season. A lot of players do stay around, and, and you know you want to 
want to get that um, as much as you can going into that, really. Yeah, I was going to say, something that I suppose has been labelled at City since, since I was, I've been sort of covering them over the last uh, few years is that that turnaround of, of players and the squad has, has often been quite high over the years. This, this season, though, I said you brought a new signing in the week for this season. Has that generally been a bit more, I suppose, has it been calmer, maybe a bit more controlled? Because over the years, it perhaps has been, it, it, it's looked from the outside in like a bit chaotic, maybe a bit hectic. Yeah, no, I think this season might have been much more 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 solid in that sense. Yeah, the, the, there's a core group that, that Robbie knows and trusts, and um, you know they've performed generally pretty pretty consistently, pretty well. And um, you know, yeah, he's added one or two where needed, and and so forth. I think there was a a change in sort of October time, bringing in you know sort of Cotton and Wormsley, and actually they had a, you know real value. Dan Cotton's our leading scorer now, and and actually interestingly, I mean the, the players he has brought in a bit more experience, unusually because you know there's a merry-go-round as you say, and um, players of a certain you know age let's say um it's difficult to bring young really young players in. and we've got our own young players by the way so people like ed tassel and stuff have come through really well um that's for our own ranks um but you know you're not, you're not going to get a sort of real gem necessarily i think nolan was the exception when we signed him in pre-season so that's that's been good um but it's unusual to get someone sort of you know at the, maybe in their 30s to come in like that and, and actually it's not been disrespectful so they've both well, all three have been really good, you know, so far. And, um, you know, that experience, I suppose, is actually, you know, get, gives the balance of the side now because previous to that, we, we were quite a young side and you can, you know, in the key games and some of the game management stuff, you know, we've been a bit inexperienced. So I think that's helped a lot. Um, but in answer to your question, yeah, it's been, it has been much, much more settled this year, certainly. And, um, yeah, I think I think he knows who he can trust and who, you know, obviously the group that are with us have, have all... You know, so one thing you can't say, you can't really fault the effort. I don't think there's been a game really where they haven't, you know, you can say there's been lack of effort. I think they, they want to play for the shirt and that's what fans want to see. And, um, you know, you, does, you, you can see that. They, they care and, and they give it all. And that's, that's, I guess, all we can ask for as fans. So certainly yesterday, you know, again, being sort of mid-table, um, it would have been very easy just to, to sort of wind down the season, not not perform. But that's certainly not been the case, um, you know, since, well, since the last month or so. And we've still always been very credible um, in performances and, and given some good teams a really good game so you know for the integrity of the league it's been good and for our own you know chipping away and trying to climb as much as we can so yeah I think that's one thing you do get with with obviously there's a lot of honesty in, in the group and these guys you know they, they do want to do it and and I think there's obviously the carrot of, of the new ground as well so um, yeah lot, lots of positivity on that front and yeah I think definitely less turnover this season which has been good. Next two games against Daventry Town and Yaxley, 19th and 20th, second bottom and bottom respectively in the league. So um, I don't want to tempt fate around sort of lack of goals, but if there's, if there's any games to get them, Stephen, pro- probably these two. Yeah, absolutely. Not exactly that. They're almost, they're almost worse, really, because the expectation <laughs> yeah. we're going in as favourites and I guess that comes with its own pressure, doesn't it? Um, but yes, you would really hope so. I mean, Yes, I do feel a bit sorry for you, actually. But I mean, in fairness, we yeah eight nil loss yesterday, actually. Yeah, I know, I saw, and I, 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 yeah, I mean, um, but, we, but you know, we did have to scrap. I mean, we obviously dominated hugely in the home game, but it took two quite late goals to, to get over the line. So you never take these things for granted um, at all. But yes, uh, yeah, absolutely, really should really should be targeting those. Um, it's that's going to be purely down to attitude. If we if we turn up and play like we have. Um, there's absolutely no way we, we shouldn't uh, come away with wins, but it, that'll be all down to mindset. If we go in thinking it's easy or or are off the pace a bit, they're, they're, they're not going to roll over like that. So I think, um, yeah, I expect us and hope us to win. 
Um, they're kind of must-wins, really. Not not necessarily for our position, but just to ease that any any sort of lingering burden and, and just propel us a bit more. So yeah, we tend to be quite good away from home as well. Actually, if you look at the stats as well, we've been reasonably good away from home. So I'm hopeful of, of two wins. Yeah, absolutely. They've got to be ones we target, and um, yeah, that that will be really nice sort of back to back as well if we can get it. Yeah, and just looking at the the, the record as well in terms of uh, home and away this season for for City, only four wins at home. Is that the players sort of a bit of a, a nudge, wink, wink to the to the the people, the powers that be above them? That, come on, let's let's get to Sawston. Come on, let's get to the new ground. <laughs> I don't know actually. I hadn't thought of it like that. Maybe they are. Maybe they are saying that. Saying we don't want to be here. We'd rather play it play it properly. But, no, but I, how close are we? How close are we, Stephen? For those who've been living under a rock for 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 in, in recent times, how, how long is it now before we're going to see the Lily Whites at uh, at Sawston? Um. I really hope. Well, it, it will definitely be next season, but it's a case of when. I mean, obviously, the obvious um, the target and the goal is, is for the beginning of. I mean, the fabric is there, the, the stands, the pitch, the the infrastructure is there. The only thing that's that's left is the actual kind of kitting out. So it's things like seats and then the underneath. Uh, so if you went to the Milton Road, obviously as you did, it had all the facilities underneath the main stand, and that's going to be quite similar here. And that's the bit that's the kitting out bit. If you like, so it's it's kind of obviously fabric and fittings, but it's important stuff like like the changing rooms, the bar, the function, the kitchen, all that, and that takes a bit of time. So it's a, it's a bit of a touch and go as to whether that will be completed, you know, but in the next sort of four or five months or so, um, and then getting all the relevant sign-offs. Um, so I, I suspect it will be some time in the early part of the season. I mean, obviously we'd love it to be to, to coincide with the, the launch. Um, I imagine discussions are being had around with with various leagues. I mean, again, we don't know what league we're in. We never know what league we're going to be in because leagues <laughs> seem to sort of divvy us around wherever they feel like it. But if it is the same one, we'll be having conversations around. You know, I think was it was it sort of West Ham or, or Spurs did something where they, you know, when they moved grounds, they had three or four home games away first to try and you know to do that. Whether we could do that, I don't know. Um, things like that. So the, the honest answer is I don't know. But it, it really should be um, in the let's say the late summer, early autumn of this calendar year which will which will coincide hopefully with um you know the season and and obviously yeah definitely next next playing season so um yeah yeah obviously really really excited waited it's going to be nearly 10 years so you know i mean gosh what's another few games you know we just want to get there really um and um yeah as you say it's going to be really really exciting yeah um, no no definitely yeah, yeah. it's something that you know, that players supporters the staff robbie i'm sure himself will be, will be desperate desperate to get to it's uh, been a long while it's been a project in the waiting but i suppose supporters hope it'll be worth the wait i'm sure it will Stephen, thanks for your time mate really appreciate it and uh, yeah, yeah catch thanks, up soon good to talk to you again. cheers thanks Ollie. Stephen warren there talking cambridge city just a reminder their next game is daventry town next saturday 11th of march three o'clock kickoff up next we're talking Easton. so when we come back uh, we'll be talking uh, all things Easton. Yes, we're cracking win for Histon yesterday in the United Counties. Premier Division South, a 4-0 victory over OB Town. Lifts them to fifth in the table. Delighted to say Lance Key, the manager, joins me now. Afternoon, Lance. How are we doing? Hello, Ollie. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Not too bad, thank you. Long time no speak. It's funny, isn't it? I cover Histon for so long. I get promoted into the division above. I, I go away and, unfortunately, relegation hits. And I'm back and, and you're on an incredible run of form. 
Yes, it's, it's been going very well the last sort of two and a half months, I won't lie. It's been very good at all, all apart from the God Manchester game at the turn of the year. You put that to one side. Um, we've been very, very um, competitive of late and uh, very hard to break down as well, which is, which is a good combination. Yeah, I'll try and stay in town for as long as possible. If possible, Lance. <laughs> please do, please do. <laughs> One win in eleven, though. I mean, that that th- these are the sort of numbers that that you were hitting when you got promoted at the Eastern Counties Prem a, a couple of seasons ago, wasn't it? Th- these are the numbers that that lift you into those top positions in the league. Yes, I think it did. You know, like, and I think that what, when we won the league that year, we were very hard to break down. If we if we did go a goal down, we were able to sort of get ourselves back into games. But of late. Uh, We've been very much on the ascendancy against teams. You know, we've, we've won threes, fours, and fives against teams of late. Uh, kept clean sheets. We've looked prolific. We've looked dangerous, and looked very kind of tight at the back as well. So we've got at the moment, you know, and don't get me wrong, we gave chances away yesterday as well. But it, you know, we're still able to sort of up our game when needed at the moment. And uh, it's you know, it's all the roller coaster keeps going. And like you say, if we can continue this way, then hopefully this can end up being a top six finish come the end of the season, hopefully. Yeah, we'll come on to targets in, in, in just a bit. Just to read out a few more stats, because they, they really are worth hearing. The last loss for your side, Lance, was the 7th of Jan. God, Manchester 3-0 at home. And then before that, we have to go back to November to find uh, another loss. And uh, and the form since the turn of February has been phenomenal as well. 3-0, 3-0, 1-0, 5-0, a one all draw, 1-0, and then 4-0 yesterday. T- teams often, you know, I guess, the, the challenge for, for any team in football is to strike that balance between a attack and defence, Lance, and, and, and sometimes you might have to be a bit more defensive against sides, sometimes you might have to be a bit... Uh, you have the opportunity to be a bit more attacking, but to strike that balance so well, which you have over the last month or so it must just be really really incredibly satisfying as a manager you're scoring goals all the time when you go forward and you're keeping clean sheets yeah I think you know I've said this before that you know we have a good squad they're very much together I mean lots of football clubs would say the same thing a camera is very good you know the lads socialise with each other away from the club and that's obviously a very good thing as well but you know, we've said this before, said it to Tim before that we had a lad in from Royston called Jay Rolf who played the five games for us um, we won four, drew one in that period while he's, he was here. We only conceded the one goal, and I think he's just he's, he's continued a, a mentality or a mindset within the camp, even though he's now gone back to Royston. That you know we don't want to give teams an easy afternoon, and uh, long may that continue because right now we seem to be a tough nut to crack. We seem to be starting games really well, you know. So we, we get on the front foot in the first ten to fifteen minutes, uh, and yesterday's game was the same scenario where we started so well, scored within the first seven minutes. We then actually went through a period in that first half where we wasn't very good. Um, and then it showed the other side or character to our side at the moment where we were able to dig in and, and hold four for the next 25 minutes and then score a late goal in the first half to go 2 0 up. And then the second half, it could have been four or five if I'm honest, to come the end of it. Um, but yeah, right now it's a, it's a lovely ingredient and uh, long may that continue. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely indeed. Um, in, in terms of tactically, though, striking that balance, how, how, how have you gone about it? Over the last months, especially, you know, being so potent going forward, but also keeping things, keeping the door shut at the back. I just think everyone's up their game, Ollie. I think you know, the, like again, Jay coming in. I think we we've reacted to his levels. You know, coming from a step three side to us at step five, they've seen what it takes to be a better player. And I and I said it today, uh, sorry, yesterday before the game, that you know, we need to keep 
continuing to push our levels and be better than we were last week. And they keep doing that right now. And, uh, and, it, and we're very hard to break down, you know. And yes, we're, we're going to give chances away. And I think this is the difference from last year at Step 4, where if we gave those chances away, teams would punish you. At this level, they don't do that as much. So you get a little bit of rubber green, but then sometimes you earn that. And I think that the way the players are responding to each other, the way they're digging in for each other. We had seven, three 17-year-olds on the bench yesterday. They all came on and did a part in the second half for us. Gave us a bit more energy, gave us, gave us a bit more bite. So, yeah, it's, it's going well. And so there's no real ingredient to it. I think just the players need to take some credit because they've, they've galvanised themselves and um, we're a team that are hard to break down now. You mentioned top six is probably the aim or is where you want to finish come the end of the season. Um, well, obviously, you'll you want to finish first, but top six would, would be would be ideal. Um, in terms of the, the promotion race, is that something that, that's on your mind? I suppose we're not completely clear yet how many go up, but I suppose if you just keep winning, you give yourselves the best chance possible. Yeah, someone joked. They said if we win our next nine games, we could get promoted. And <laughs> I said, "Well, that's I said that's ridiculous." I said, "But you know, we believe it's the, the top spot. Obviously, goes up automatically, and we think that the second one is a playoff with the third place uh, in the league above us." But we we said we had a we had a gambit before the season started to finish or try and finish in that top six. Right now, we're where we want to be. Um, if we can finish higher than fifth, where we are right now, then great. Um, but the four sides above us in Newport. Um, Wellingborough, Coventry Sphinx and Rugby are four very good sides and all four have very good budgets and I think that's why they are where they are. Um, so if we can finish that top six, uh, it's a case of consolidating this year and see where it takes us. But right now, Coventry is very high, so bring on next Tuesday against Cogano. Lance, the fans would love to hear that. Thanks for your time, mate. Really appreciate it as always and uh, we'll catch up soon. Cheers, Ollie. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. Lance Key joining me there, chatting all things Histon, the Histon manager, and up next for them, Kogano United this Tuesday. Right, let's turn our attentions to the women's game now and starting with Cambridge United. They not got a game tomorrow, but they did play last week. A 2-1 loss to Norwich City, unfortunately for used women. Tim Armitage went to catch up with their manager, Darren Marsham, earlier on in the week. Darren, you were due to play Hanslow uh, this weekend, but it's finally happened. They managed to get through most of the season with, uh, albeit, uh, a, a not a great record. And uh, just before the end of the season, they've uh, decided to call it a day because they can't get a team. So you're without a game. What will you be doing? So, we, yeah, it's, first of all, it's, um, it's really horrible, isn't it? That any team folds, it, it leaves players and staff without a team. Um, so, you know, I hope all of the players and everybody involved finds another club and can stay involved because we don't want people leaving the game. Mm-hmm. Um, as you say, it was kind of inevitable that it was going to happen at some point. I think that's the only sort of side to it that probably is leaving a lot of question marks with a lot of people is why it's taken so long. And to got to this point, I thought they would probably struggle to the end of the season, go down to tier five and, and regroup from there. But um Martino and the staff there, I know, you know, they've given it everything. They're trying, they're trying their hardest, but unfortunately the position they were in and how poor their record was for quite a few seasons. I think they just struggled to attract players. So, yeah, so no game officially for us this weekend. So our development team are without a game. They had got a friendly game, but unfortunately that that fell through, um, that, that friendly that was arranged. So instead we're going to play an in-house friendly. So it's kind of good because it gives everybody at the club a game, but also it gives me a chance to have a look at some of the development players and development team have picked up some good results the last couple of weeks. So it'll be quite nice to, uh, to be able to have a look at those as well. And, if any of those can be involved in the running. Yeah, go, go back to Hanslow. I mean, it, it, it is awful that you see a, a football club kind of drop out of the league and 
as, as you said, it, it it was always one of those things that was on the cards, given the difficulty they had at the start of the team, start of the season, raising a team, and then obviously the results. I think they've conceded at 110 goals or something and scored only one or two and got no points. Difficult to kind of maintain momentum when you're getting that kind of results. I suppose from at least from a league perspective, it's easy because they lost to everybody. Then there's no there's no arguments that you're taking a win from some people and losses from other people. Um, so from that perspective, it, it kind of means that uh, you know there's nothing to play for at the bottom really now either. I was talking to Cambridge City and they said that the nice thing the nice thing now is that they can kind of relax because even if they were going to fight for relegation, then it, that's not going to happen happen so they can concentrate on preparing for next season which I suppose is a, a positive for them but uh, yeah it, it's always difficult to see uh, th- things like that to happen to clubs yeah it is really difficult and you know there's there's a lot of people no matter what the club no matter what the circumstance there's always a huge amount of work that's put in behind the scenes everybody that's involved in a club will know that whether yeah. that be from you know staff behind the scenes you know secretary and you know all, all the positions that go on that people don't see right through to manager and coach and everything else and the volunteers that are there every week and then all the players so it's it's horrible um nobody really wants to see it happen i think as i say and, and as you've said it, unfortunately it was inevitable that the whole record that that went with them this year meant that it was going to be very hard even to attract people to to come in and sort of, you know, just be part of the club, even if it was looking at a rebuild next year, it was probably difficult to attract anybody. Um, and as Cambridge City have said, you know, now it means that there's no there's no relegations from the league because Wyndham folded earlier in the season. So it doesn't really have too much of an effect because nobody's nobody's lost to them all season. So all it does, it just takes away, let's be honest, what was probably inevitable results through to the finish of the season where they would have been beaten every week by, by probably every team. So... Yeah, it, it doesn't really have an effect on the rest of the league, I don't think. But um, yeah, just just really unfortunate. Nobody likes to see that happen to any club. So, as I say, I, I really hope that everybody gets fixed up with another club and those that want to stay in football can stay in the game. Yeah, I guess we've skipped over uh, last week. You had Norwich City uh, last week away. Um, and by, uh, I, I found the, uh, press, the press reports on uh, the uh, Norwich website, um, a, a close game, you were undone uh, by a penalty. Uh, and then, uh, as you said, by a free kick at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a tight game. It's, um, you know, we had a couple of half chances in the first half. Um, they had one, so it was a very even first half. And, Really pleased with the way we defended. Obviously, Norwich have already beaten us 4-1 uh, twice this season. And, and in all honesty, on both games, they were by far the, the dominant team. Um, this time, it was much closer. So we've, we've closed that gap to them. Um, and defensively, we looked very sound. We, we didn't we didn't look in too much trouble. I, I thought we looked quite comfortable defensively. Um, undone by a penalty, which, if, if I'm honest, was a penalty. I'd be really annoyed if it wasn't given for us. So... I don't have any issues with with the penalty being given, um, and then a free kick which was headed against the crossbar, and it's actually not. It's it's the second phase, you know, it's bounced back out, and we haven't quite managed to track a runner properly, and she gets a strike at goal, and it goes flying in the top corner. Um, that's where things are at for us at the moment. You know, things are flying in um, against us, but what I really liked was that when we went one 0 down, we was resilient enough to really dig in and have a have a bit of fight and. We scored within two minutes of their first goal of their penalty. So obviously that was quite deflating after having having defended and played reasonably well up to that point. But we didn't let that affect us. And that that's something that I think is a, another big step forward mentality-wise with the group is that we we was resilient and we scored. We got it back to one all. 
Um, and then one moment of the game, which has undone us. And, you know, I have to be honest, I think attacking wise, we need to do more as a team. It's not on, you know, just, just the forward players that have got to do that. We've got to get more bodies in and around the box and be a bit more creative. But, um, that's that's something that we're working on at the moment. But certainly in terms of performance, it was a step forwards. But when all that's said and done, ultimately the one thing that matters is the result, and we haven't got a result again, and we have to face that. And we've we've spoken very honestly about that this week. And looking at the league now, um, it's interesting how the top is the top is settling out a little bit in terms of a, a of a group of teams that are playing for that single promotion spot. You've got hashtag, you've got Wimbledon, you've got London Seaward. Who do you fancy in that race to kind of uh, uh, close out the season at the top? So it's an interesting one, you know, because a few weeks ago I would have said hashtag. We we played hashtag obviously at home. I thought we played really well first half to be one all with them because they're they're a very good attacking side. And then they had a, that devastating ten minute spell where they they blew us away. So at that point I would have said hashtag. But Wimbledon beat them four nil last week, and you know that is by no means a a small achievement because not only did they beat them, they beat them by four goals and they kept a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you wonder whether hashtag are having a little bit of a wobble. Um, certainly I know their manager when he spoke to me after our game said that we'd really troubled them. And at halftime it was tight and we played hashtag. It was similar. So it feels a little bit like hashtag are under a bit of pressure. Um, and they went through a similar phase last year and, and Billericay ended up winning the league. So I'm sure there's a few memories there um, for a few players and staff that are kind of wondering whether they're going through it again. And, Wimbledon are really good at the moment and they've signed Fran Alley from, from Watford. Uh, she's played a couple of games till now and, you know, she's a, she's an unbelievable addition to the to the team and has played championship football for, for Watford only a couple of seasons ago, so, or last season. So, um, they look like they're very, very strong and I, I, I genuinely wouldn't want to pin my colours to the mast at the moment and say which one of them it is that's going to go on and win the league. They've played each other twice, so you would say that hashtag are in the box seat right now because they've got to win their remaining games against the teams they've got left. But, um, one slip up and and that lets uh, Wimbledon in. The deciding factor might be goals. And in all honesty, hashtag at the moment, we've got a far superior goal difference. That could be, it could come right. You know, if they draw and Wimbledon win a game, that will put it level on points and and then it comes down to goals. And and that's where hashtag at the moment hold a big advantage. But Wimbledon have got a few games left um, and anything can happen. So I think it's going to go right down to the wire. It could be a very interesting finish. And you bring me nicely on to my last question. So Wimbledon have this week got uh, Chesham, who are second bottom in the league. And then the following week, uh, you're at home to Wimbledon, 12th of March. So they're obviously be looking for, uh, you know, some some big wins uh, to, to put the pressure on hashtag. Um, not necessarily the best time to face them, really. <laughs> We've got to play them twice, home and away still, in our remaining five games. So how about that for running? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, look, it's... Uh, it's a really tough game, but these are the games that we're here for. You know, we, we we want to be competing against the better sides in the league. And and this is a big test for us. And it's it's a test of where we're at. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. And, and I think the players are too. We've kind of thrived a little bit more recently off of, the you know, playing the, the good sides in our division. I think, again, it's a little bit of a mentality shift. We've started to believe a little bit more. And um, it'll be a really interesting game. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it, to be honest with you. But as you say, they'll they'll be looking for not just wins, but big wins. So, um, yeah, they'll they'll come with game plans to all of their remaining games. I'm I'm pretty sure to to try and really put opposition under pressure for the full ninety plus minutes. But um, that's the job we've got in hand. But but it's a you know it's a nice one to look forward to, and I think the players are in a good place to go and perform against the levels of a, of a Wimbledon. So yeah, it's a, a nice challenge to look forward to in the uh, remainder of the season. 
News boss Darren Marjoram chatting to Tim there. In terms of Cambridge City, they take on Actonians this weekend at home at Ely and they can do so with a little less pressure on their shoulders. That is because it was announced that Hounslow have dropped out of the league. All their results were expunged. So, Cambridge City are safe. They will play in the Division 1 South East next season. They found out the news after their one-all draw with Cambridge United and chairman Paul Burling says they're now looking up the table rather than over their shoulder. Now that they've dropped out, it means there's no relegation from our division. All their results have been expunged and we're only actually two points behind the team above us and four points off United. So, it's a little bit of a different look to the, to the league now. And we've set the management some goals for the remaining five games to finish um, higher up the table. And uh, we'll see what happens from there. And fixtures like this weekend's victory against Actonians are, are kind of going to be quite important to that. A very good side, uh, a very skillful and strong side. And uh, and it gives uh, it gives your players a chance, as you say, without the pressure of needing any results at all to, to, to kind of uh, go head to head against them. That's right. That's right. I mean, we, we lost sort of four or five one to them earlier in the season, but it wasn't a reflection on the game at all. I think they had four shots. Um, some of them came from errors from us and scored four goals. We had nine or ten attempts on target and scored one. So if we can take our chances and stay in the game um, early doors again, then I think we're, we're more than a match for Actonians going forward. That's all we've got time for this week on From the Terraces. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you've missed any of today's show, you can catch the podcast, cambridge105.co.uk, the place to find it. Normal laws that will be restored next week. Don't you worry. Tim Armitage in the chair from one. Up next, though, this afternoon is Strummers and Dreamers. Whatever you're doing, your rest of your Sunday. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Listener.